Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hosts. Shayna Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Good Tuesday evening to everyone, and welcome to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana, and welcome. It is Tuesday, September the 15th. 2015. I trust you're having an amazing week so far. After all, it is just Tuesday. Well, I hope you already know that Let's Talk America is your national family show that caters to every single member of the community. Remember, we don't isolate anyone. We give you the news that matters. We offer different perspectives, and we bring in featured celebrity expert guests who provide more information and awareness on a variety of topics, okay? So it's not my perspective or my opinion, but we seek out those who are leaders in their field or thought makers that really have so much to say and share with all of us. And of course, when you have great conversation, it sparks more conversation, and that's the point, to get those brains moving and get us into action. And Let's Talk America is your show where hopefully we're making a positive impact in your life. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and staying with us live each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And a huge thank you also to those who may miss some of the live broadcasts and go back and listen to our replay broadcast segments. Thank you so much for tuning in and sticking with us, uh, regardless if your schedule changes or if you happen to be working or with your kid at practice on Tuesdays at 7.30. Many of you always find a way to still stay abreast of all of the news and topics with LTA Let's Talk America. And we're very grateful for that. You know, if you're out there on social media right now or if you're just sitting in a car listening to my voice, pull up that Instagram app or that Twitter app and hashtag LTA or LTA Radio. Let family, friends, and colleagues and the world know that you're tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio right now. Okay, everyone? And that reminds me to let you know that our new website has so much great information. It can inform you of our upcoming guests and future show topics. That website is easy to remember. It's www.letstalkamerica with shanathornton.com. Okay, everyone, keep all the feedback coming. I love hearing from you. Uh, You can go to the website and leave it there, or you can shoot me an email, and we're sure to uh, get it. It's letstalkshana at gmail.com. Letstalkshana at gmail.com. Well, tonight's show is a very interesting one. Many of you may remember Carol Mosley Braun, of course, and many of you know that name because she became the first African-American woman to be elected to the U.S. Senate in 1992. Now, if you recall, she also went on to be the U.S. ambassador to New Zealand from 1999 to 2001. Today, Carol Mosley Braun has a very uh, different role. We're going to talk about that role and what it may mean to you wherever you are in the world this Tuesday night, okay? Stay with us. Please invite the youth. Uh, this is a very critical conversation. We will be talking about healthy food and those sources. And, you know, speaking of food, I have the very famous and celebrated celebrity chef, Melissa D'Arabian, will be joining me tonight also talking about a very important mission uh, near and dear and very personal to her heart and her life's purpose. So you want to stay with us. And this segment is open to everyone. And, again, I do always encourage you to listen in because, of course, uh, information is so powerful. And we aim to keep you informed with the very relevant news of today. Of course, we have this signature weekly in the news segment where we highlight the top trending stories of the week. We are bringing it back, a highly anticipated uh, event, or rather, shall I say, segment. 
each and every week. And we also have brand new music for you tonight. The one and only very talented vocalist out of Memphis, Tennessee, Michelle Johnson, will join us on the show sharing some great music. It's her world debut here on Let's Talk America with this new track. You've got to stay with us. Well, everyone, let's kick off the show for this Tuesday night. It's September the 15th. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is in your ear. We're getting ready and let all your friends know we're on. Message them. Social media, hey, hashtag us. Let everybody know that this is your show. Let's get it. The Orange Zebra is a new children's book written by award-winning teacher, Bishari Hardy, that teaches children about accepting their uniqueness. When 11-year-old Leah and her younger sister Zoe make good grades, their beloved of grace takes them to Bush Gardens. The girls learn about the different kinds of beautiful animals from Africa, but Leah learns much more. Aunt Grace teaches her a lesson about loving herself and embracing her uniqueness through an interesting story about an orange zebra. Get your copy today for a special child online through Amazon and eBay. We need you. If you have room in your heart, home, and family for children in need, we need you. If you can be committed to a child and provide the care and guidance that a child must have to grow, we need you. We need you to give a child a home. There are an estimated 638,000 children who are confirmed victims or child abuse and neglect each year in the United States. In Georgia, 14,418 children came through the foster care system in 2014. There are an 200 incidents of child abuse and neglect reported daily in Georgia, and on any given day, about 8,000 children are in the foster care system. So why not become a foster parent? New Beginnings Life Changing Network is searching for foster parents that would like to have a chance to empower the life of a child in the state of Georgia. New Beginnings is an Atlanta-based foster care agency dedicated to servicing Georgia's foster children in need. Our agency strives to strengthen youth and their families by providing them with a chance at a new beginning while encouraging them to make positive life-changing decisions despite their current situation. Becoming a foster parent with new beginnings is a rewarding experience. As a foster parent, you will have to access support and resources, monthly foster parent training, 24-hour emergency assistance, and in-home case management services. Families helping families. That's what foster parenting is all about. Abused and neglected children in Georgia need foster parents who make a positive difference in their lives. Remember, you don't have to be a perfect to be a perfect parent. We need you. For further information on how to become a foster parent, please contact New Beginnings Life Changing Network at 404-298-0888. Please also visit our website at www.nbn fostercare.org A big thank you to all of our national partners and sponsors. Thank you for sticking with us. Your support is priceless. And of course, I'd be remiss if I did not once again acknowledge and give big thanks and kudos to our dedicated weekly listeners. Thank you for all that you do. Well, we are off to set this show off tonight on Tuesday, September the 15th, and we are set to get into In the News, where we highlight, of course, the top trending news stories around the world. We keep you informed in a very brief and timely manner here on Let's Talk America. We're set to kick it off for the week of September the 14th. In the News, an NBA great passes. Three-time NBA MVP and Pro Basketball Hall of Famer Moses Malone has died at the age of 60. Malone, named one of the NBA's 50 greatest players, led the Philadelphia 76ers to the championship title in 1983. The 6'10 center, nicknamed the chairman of the boards, averaged a double-double while playing for eight teams over 20 NBA seasons. The 12-time All-Star player averaged 20.6 points per game and 12.2 rebounds over his career. His impressive record of rebounds still ranks him fifth, 
overall on the NBA's all-time list, while his career points rank him eighth overall. Malone, Malone was the very first player to go pro out of high school, signing with the Utah Stars of the American Basketball Association in 1974. Malone reportedly died in his sleep from an apparent heart attack. In the news, presidential primary landscape shrinks. Former Texas Governor Rick Perry has dropped out of the race for the president, ending his second bid for the Republican presidential nomination. He becomes the first major candidate of the 2016 campaign to give up on the White House. The latest Republican presidential CNN Reagan Library debate will take place tomorrow in California. Newcomer Carly Arena joins 10 other leading Republican presidential candidates for the main debate. Eligibility was based on averages of various national polls. The results were based on 14 polls, including interviews with more than 6,000 potential Republican primary voters. The leading candidates are Donald Trump, Jed Bush, and Ben Carson. In the news, Phoenix sniper shootings. Arizona state troopers have acknowledged at least 11 confirmed shootings in and around I-10 in Phoenix, Arizona in less than two weeks. It's being reported that some vehicles have experienced severe damage and potentially lethal damage. A group of civilian volunteers armed with guns, knives, mace, and other weapons who call themselves Bolt Force have been on patrol to help find the sniper or snipers. The volunteers are mostly military veterans, bounty hunters, and former law enforcement officers. There have been some suspicion that maybe there's a copycat gunman on the loose. In the news, Baltimore Ward's Gray's family. The city of Baltimore approved a $6.4 million settlement with the family of Freddie Gray. Gray was a 25-year-old African-American who died a week after he was critically injured while in Baltimore police custody in April of this year. Officials agreed to pay Freddie Gray's family to settle civil claims over his injury, which ultimately led to his death. The announcement of the settlement comes just under a week after a judge ruled that the six officers will be tried separately. It has also been determined that the trial of the police officers will be kept in Baltimore. The defense attorneys had voiced some concern and wanted the trial moved away from Baltimore. That concludes your In the News for the week of September the 14th, 2015. Do stay informed with Let's Talk America. This is your show. Of course, next week we'll have a, a whole new slew of topics to go over. So do stay with us. We keep you abreast of all of the important issues. Well, we are moving right along here on Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. The quote of today comes from Vince Lombardi, who once said, The measure of who we are is what we do with what we have. Again, the very well-known and celebrated Vince Lombardi once said, The measure of who we are is what we do with what we have. You know, that's a very powerful statement, and it can mean many things to many people. But, you know, ultimately, I guess what he was trying to say from my perspective is, it's not necessarily where you're from or your beginnings, but it's what you do with all the talents and all of the gifts that you have. You can take all of those gifts or even options or opportunities and sit on them, or you can make wonders with them. So may you have much success with all of the talents and gifts you have. I love it. Well, everyone, we have Carol Mosley Braun with us tonight. Again, if you are an 80s baby, a 90s baby, maybe you're a baby boomer, you may very well remember that name, Senator Carol Mosley Braun. She was elected in 1992, and that allowed her to take her place in history as the first African-American woman to be elected to the U.S. National Senate. And, of course, she went on to be the ambassador to New Zealand for several years. I mentioned this at the top of the segment, and I will say it again. Today, she has a very different role that's outside of politics. She started a Chicago-based company that focuses on health food sources. She is with us tonight, and we have one groundbreaking conversation for you, so get ready to take mental notes, written notes, or on your favorite tablet, because it's a eye-opening conversation. We're not going to waste any more time. We're going to bring in Carol Mosley Braun instantly. Ambassador Braun is with us now. Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana's 
award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and right now I have the honor and pleasure of speaking with Ambassador Carol Mosley-Braun, who is the founder and president of Good Food Organics, which is the umbrella organization for Ambassador Organics. How are you this Tuesday night? I'm doing great, doing fine, and thank you so much. I'm delighted to be with you tonight. Oh, thank you. It is such an honor to speak with you uh, because one of the hot topics right now, of course, is healthy living, healthy food, and organic food in particular. Now, I know you head up a company which focuses on providing organic foods for the world. You know, tell us, Ambassador, just how your company is able to share the benefits of healthy eating. Well, um, um, as you may know, this is actually my fourth career. This is my second act. I am a lawyer by training, okay. and then I became a an elected official and uh, served in a number of state, local, and national government. And then I became a diplomat on the international arena. Yes. And I decided rather than I talked retirement, and rather than retire, I wanted to contribute in some way, but still find something that engaged my imagination and that I could be passionate about. And I'm passionate about well-being, about wellness, about the quality of life that we enjoy as Americans. And it seemed to me that an important place to engage was in the debate about the quality of our food supply. What kind of food, what, what, is, what, what kind of nutrition are we making uh, available to the next generation of Americans yes. as well as ourselves? And quite frankly, when it comes down to it, we have allowed our food supply to become polluted with pesticides and, and toxic chemicals, really. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and because of that, there's so much illness and disease and, and, and problems, endemic problems, you know, obesity. And, and sometimes some people even think that the, that the prevalence of, of, you know, gluten allergies and, 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 and the like is a function of the additives that are in our food supply. So organic just means that the products don't have pollutants on them, that, okay. that it's free of toxins. And the United States, the, the government has a very strict regimen, actually, that you have to follow and you have to be able to trace where the food comes from, every step of the production um, of the of the of the supply chain has to be documented to okay. show that there are no pollutants, no uh, pesticides, no artificial chemicals on whatever it is. To in order to get the green, the little round green USDA organic seal okay. that is on um, organic certified foods. And so it seemed to me that starting with what making sure that the toxic chemicals were taken out of the food supply was a place to start. And then we can take to the next step, which is ensuring that products are produced in sustainable ways, in ways that, that serve the, the, the soil, that serve the water supply, okay. in ways that don't hurt people. And, and you know, that's what I, if you think about it, that's the way the world has always worked. I mean, people produce food, and, and of course, there, was, there were times when there wasn't enough of it, but, but, but food production actually created nutrition, and it, our bodies could function better. Now we're pre- producing things that people eat that are actually hurtful to our mm. bodies, and that's what I think has to change, and it is changing. Consumers are beginning to figure out that you are what you eat, and yes. you have to eat healthier food in order to lead a healthy and well-balanced life. Wow, what a monumental concept. You know, here, Ambassador Braun, we've had uh, many doctors on our show talking about areas of interest, uh, be it Alzheimer's, be it uh, cancer, be it lupus. And there's an echo of each of those experts who say it doesn't necessarily mean you will not get the disease, but we have to be conscious of what we put in our bodies. And it does start with food and making those critical choices. Would you agree? I absolutely agree. And again, the point is, why stress your body out? Why tax your your systems and and your immune systems and your livers and your kidneys, your pancreas, yes. you know, with things that 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 that, uh, that again make for disease and make for illness as opposed to wellness? It 
it's a, the logical thing to do is to, is to feed yourself better, to eat better. Yeah. And I always say to people, eat like your grandparents ate. Yeah, <laughs> great if point. You think about it, your grandparents didn't have a lot of additives no. that you can't pronounce uh, in the foods that they ate. And, and, you know, while medical science wasn't as advanced as it is now, uh, at the same time, they were stronger people. They were stronger. They were healthier in the main. And 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 if we do as much for ourselves and for our children, particularly with the advances in medical science that we have, who knows? The next generation will be be able to you know live till they're 132. <laughs> wow. You know, you are tuned in to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. We have the honor of having Ambassador Carol Mosley-Braun on with us right now. We're talking healthy living. We're talking about being mindful of what you put into your body. Now, you know, Ambassador Braun, I want to ask you a very a practical question. You know, uh, there are those out there, okay, who would say, you know, uh, the organic food trend sounds very healthy. It sounds beneficial. Um, but it can be pricey, okay, and eating unhealthy can be convenient, if we're being realistic, it can be convenient with the fast food, and I'm not knocking fast food because I partake in it sometimes myself, but, you know, so it can be convenient, and it can be cheaper. You know, what You know, what do you say? What's your response to those who say, you know, I hear you're an ambassador, but it's so easy to eat bad, and after all, it tastes great to me, the bad food does. Well, you know, again, um, it, it, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. I mean, the fact is you eat bad food, you get sick. That's that simple. Okay. You eat bad food and you put your health into, into you challenge your health and you put your body into crisis. Um, um, is organic food more expensive? Yes, it is. And that's, unfortunate, that's an unfortunate fact. And it's something that will change the more the consumers choose healthier food. Yes. Yeah. Consumers have all the power here okay. to bring the price of clean food, healthy food, to bring it down. Um, uh, and quite frankly, if you think about it, it, it really is almost counterintuitive because the cheap stuff is more is cheaper. The bad food is cheaper in part because we have systems of subsidies and the way our policy works, it supports putting chemicals all over the fields that, okay. that, that, that grow this food that just makes us, you know, fat and 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 and, and, and feeble. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that will change. It will change over time. And the more organic, clean food sells, the more the prices will come down. Just basic supply and demand. And the more, right now, there's less supply than there is demand for healthy foods. And, and that holds the danger of making it so expensive that only the wealthy can afford mm, to eat yes. clean, good food. We have to absolutely push back and make sure that doesn't happen so we don't have two tiers of food, you know, food for the clean food and healthy food for the yes. wealthy people and bad food for everybody else. Oh. We can't have that. You know, this is America. We have to we have to continue to press and say we demand healthy food, we demand yes. clean food, and as that happens, the prices will begin to come down. Let's talk about your company's vision, Ambassador Braun. I know Ambassador Organics reflects the economic, social, and philosophical commitment to doing well while doing good. And I pulled that, of course, from uh, your company's uh, mission statement. Explain that for us. Well, we focus not only on providing healthy, clean foods, but uh, on foods that respect the planet and the, and, and, and the growing processes that give back to the soil and the Economic mission. Um, our, our products are fair traded, which means that the workers in places where, uh, you know, far flung places around the globe where our imported products come from, that those workers are, fair, are paid a living wage. And similarly, on the, on, by contrast, the workers here, um, here in the United States who work on these products, uh, we try to create jobs in the inner cities where. There aren't uh, many jobs. And I think between both sides of that, both creating inner city jobs and fair trade for workers around the globe. Because, you know, as you know, tea and coffee don't grow in the United States. I mean, well, there is a single single tea plantation uh, down in South Carolina, and and you can get coffee from Hawaii, which is part of the United States. But the continental United States doesn't really uh, produce these products. But we have to import them. But we don't want to exploit the 
people around the world right. who are actually growing these products. So we make sure everything's fair traded. Wow. So you... we can provide low-tech jobs, low-tech jobs in the inner city where people might not necessarily have the, you know, advanced degrees and whatnot okay. uh, to, to participate in the job market. Wow. So for you, Ambassador, it's, it's, Although you're saying healthy living is critical and this, what we put in our bodies, but you're even saying the process to get there, to produce the goods, you're looking at responsible citizenship worldwide, right? Well, that's right. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And I, I'm happy to report, and, and I hope the word goes out to people who are on the military basis, because the military has begun to take... That means then that we will be able to uh, be on the bases around around the world. Yes. Uh, so that'll be a very positive thing. We're also on Amazon. You can buy our products on Amazon.com, okay. and uh, we're in local stores here in the Illinois area. You know, your organization supports healthy living and eating, as you so eloquently have stated. You know, but how can our society demolish childhood obesity? Uh, you know, it's a hot buzz topic. It doesn't seem to go away because the reality is a lot of our children, especially in the United States and other countries as well, but when we're talking about the U.S., there is a weight problem, Ambassador. And a lot of the experts, uh, such as the physicians, are saying it has to do with the food choices we're making. You know, from your opinion, dealing with your company professionally, how do we demolish childhood obesity? Well, it's it's full, but it's also, again, this is transitional for our uh, society as a whole. I mean, think about it. Uh, two generations ago, kids started would get up at the crack of dawn and go out and work, yes. right? Um, and, and, and even if you're just making a meal, you didn't have microwave ovens, you didn't have, uh, you know, it's... It, Baking food took longer. Everything was more physical. And our kids now, uh, they uh, entertain themselves in front of the televisions and the, okay. and the computer screens. Yeah. They don't move around. They don't get exercise. And so to the extent they're eating bad food on the one hand, carbonated soft drinks with a lot, a lot, a lot of sugar in them, uh, 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 processed foods that just immediately turn uh, into carbohydrates. You know, the carbohydrates that just immediately get burned up. And they're not doing anything to work it off. And that is, I think, those things together. You put those two things okay. together and what you have is the making of an epidemic of obesity. Wow. So I, I know there are enough people who are talking about it now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's becoming more and more of a conversation piece. Right. I mean, mm. people are talking about getting the kids out and getting them active. Yeah. Getting them run around and do things, play sports, whatever. Yes. Uh, uh, and at the same time, uh, providing a better quality food, fruits and vegetables, and, okay. and green, leafy green things. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, you know, if we feed them better and make them move around, the obesity problem will take care of itself. Mm. You know, I know the cloning meat has been a topic of discussion for some individuals in this nation. And, you know, it's been out there. It's not necessarily a an urban myth anymore. We know it happens. You know, where does your organization stand regarding cloning food sources? Well, oh, please. Well, you know, we don't know what that's going to do. The genetic modification yeah. of food, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with using genetic, using science to create new uh, uh, products or paving roads and things like that. Uh, there are some things that, that uh, the science can, uh, I think, it can move us forward with. But food is not one of them. Okay. Uh, I think it is a very bad thing to fool around with Mother Nature, okay. create things that we consume, and we don't know what the what the what the um, um, what the outcome yes. will be, what the what the what the unexpected consequences. I mean, one of the things it, with, part of the conversation now has to do with what happened with honeybees. Uh, there's some indication that the pesticides we're putting on food is giving rise to hive collapse. And if the honeybees die and go away, then our whole system of food supply begins to die because you can't pollinate without them. I mean, and and I was horrified to to read that uh, the scientists at MIT were inventing artificial honeybees to make up for the ones, the real ones that we're killing. I mean, that's wow. insane. So, so have to focus in on providing healthier food, uh, again, without the genetic modifications, without the cloning, 
and we can do it right. And that's where consumer choice comes in. Every individual votes with their fork, votes with their dollar at the grocery store. People make a difference in deciding what direction this food debate will take. Wow, people make the difference. Tell me this, Ambassador Braun, what inspires your commitment to healthy eating? I mean, is there something personal there or professional where you just want to see us all as healthy as possible? conversation again with the one and only Ambassador Carol Mosley-Braun, a history maker for sure. Well, everyone, we're not done yet. We have a very important, pivotal, and brief conversation again with celebrity chef Melissa D'Arabian. She will join me up next in seconds talking about something very critical. We're staying along the lines of food, healthy food, and helping children that desperately need the help. We're going to get going now. Remember to hashtag LTA. We are live this Tuesday night. Congratulations on-air personality Shayna Thornton on being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work. Listeners of Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and we are spotlighting uh, our youth and also the issue of hunger. You know, as our kids and students return to the classroom for the new school year, many may be lacking a very critical tool for success, and that is breakfast. You know, one in five kids in America live in a home where food is not always available, but there are ways that all of us can help this important issue. And it's as easy as going out to eat. That's right, going out to dine with family and friends. Joining us right now with more details about this unique opportunity are food and network celebrity, chef, of course, Melissa D'Arabian. And also we have Clay Dunn with us. He's from the nonprofit organization No Kid Hungry. How are the two of you doing this Tuesday night? 
We're fantastic. Thanks for having us. Ah, definitely. My pleasure. You know, I want to go right into it. Melissa, of course, you're a very well-known chef. We understand you are a part of this effort to help kids struggling with hunger. You know, what's No Kid Hunger um, all about, and why is it so important for you to become involved with it? One in five kids in America struggles with hunger, and No Kid Hungry is ending childhood hunger by making sure that kids have the healthy foods they need um, every day via a variety of programs, including breakfast in school. Um, so we want to focus on these long-term solutions that really give our kids a brighter future. And, um, and as a citizen of, of this great country, I believe that it's it's my duty to make sure that our children are having brighter futures, and that's why uh, Dine Out for No Kid Hungry is such an exciting time that, uh, that the restaurant industry comes together and chefs and, 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 and No Kid Hungry, we're coming together with this exciting program that makes it really fun and easy for everyone to participate and to help end childhood hunger. Wow, and that's important that we all come together as a village. You know, Clay, I want to talk with you because you know, it's 2015, and it is very challenging for a lot of people to say, wait a minute, there's hunger in the United States. You know, that's something we expect in other countries that are thousands of miles away. You know, talk to us about the issue of childhood hunger, which um, I very much believe you that it is an issue in this country, and what can people do to help end it? Yeah, I think you're so right when you when you say that um, when people think of hunger in this country, they they don't they have certain images in their minds, right? Like mm. they don't uh, envision that you know hunger in this country means that a child is showing up for school not having had anything to eat since the previous school day. Yeah. So they're you know sitting down in their desk ready to learn about math, but you know they don't have the fuel that they need to really uh, keep their learning and keep them uh, bright and, uh, and attentive. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we've passed a milestone in this country where, for the first time ever, more than half of public school students are from low-income families and okay. have a record record number of kids living in poverty. Uh, you know, we're a country that has so much and so many uh, resources and opportunities. Uh, that's why we believe it's so important that we're ending childhood hunger by getting those kids uh, the food that they need to succeed all year long. Okay. Wow. And that's such an important issue. And it sounds like one that um, a lot of Americans, at least probably a lot of middle-class Americans, can help out with. But you're right. It's to me in so many ways, Clay, it seems to be a hidden secret in this country, right? Because I think we could possibly, now tell me if I'm wrong on this, but we could possibly look at a kid and maybe they're dressed um, appropriately, but they still could have an empty stomach, right? Is that very realistic? Absolutely. You know, families all across this country are are uh, struggling and you know it looks like uh, different things it looks like you know stomach aches that a child's talking about uh, in the morning it looks like a child who isn't able to pay attention in class yes. being uh, disruptive and so uh, you know it's uh, often very different from what people uh, see on television when they learn about hunger in other countries yes. uh, the, the issue is different here Mm, very much so. You know, how will the money be used to help uh, fight um, or rather help uh, the hungry kids? Yeah. So the great news is that every dollar that we raised this September can connect the child to 10 meals, uh, which is amazing. So uh, we're using that money to do things like uh, making breakfast more available before the school day okay. with school districts and schools all across the country so that they can uh, increase their participation in breakfast like to make sure that kids are starting the day uh, with the food that they need. Yes. Uh, we're providing meals uh, when the school day is over, uh, suppers and snacks. Uh, and then uh, in the summer, we're making sure that kids still have access to the food they need through summer meal program. Mm. So important to get that uh, meal and, like you say, also keep it very nutritious, obviously. Melissa, you're a mom of four. There are lots of moms and dads listening in right now. Why is it so critical for kids to start the day off with a healthy breakfast? I know Clay touched on, you know, you want to be attentive in school. You're a mom. You've seen it firsthand. Uh, what's the significance? Well, you know, as a mom of four elementary age children, um, I see firsthand how important it is for 
them to have a healthy meal. I spend a lot of time and energy um, trying to make sure that their futures are as bright as possible yeah. by helping them with their homework and helping them, you know, at school. Um, but I need to equip them with the fuel that they need to be able to receive the education that I'm, um, you know, spending so much time and energy uh, protecting. And, you know, you mentioned something earlier that, um, you know, the signs for hunger are, are often invisible. We don't know who is hungry sitting next to us. I myself uh, was on a school lunch program, and, and nobody knew that I was hungry. It was really um, thanks to uh, one member of the, of the school staff who noticed that I kept, um, quote-unquote, forgetting my lunch so that I could get the, the free lunch that they would hand out to anybody yes. who had forgotten their lunch. And, and so it's, it's an invisible problem in a lot of ways. We don't recognize all the signs. Um, and I, as somebody who's been hungry in school and somebody who has okay. not been hungry in school, okay. I can tell you this, uh, my future was much brighter because I um, was fed a meal in school. Mm, and it makes all of the difference. Clay, before you leave us, I have to ask the question. You know, we have covered many health topics on this show, and childhood obesity has been one of them. Now, you know, make this clear for us. Uh, is there a link uh, between hunger and possibly childhood obesity? Because I have heard uh, mixed messages that, you know, a child could be eating but not well, not enough, and it couldn't be, it may not be healthy, and it may lead to obesity. Is any of that true? Yes, I think so. The, you know, I can't speak to the, the scientific link between the two, uh, but we, you know, hear from uh, families and school districts all across the country every day about how uh, so many kids, uh, they might be getting some food, but it might be a bag of chips that they're eating okay. for dinner because it's the only thing that they have access to yes. in the neighborhood where they live. And so uh, we have a gap between uh, the the large amount of available nutritious food that we have as a country and those kids who need it. And so uh, I, it, it's very related to the hunger issue. Mm, great points. Truly appreciate Melissa and Clay being with us. Hey, you all, where can we get more information about participating restaurants in our area for this very important cause? So all month long, you can dine out in restaurants across the country. Uh, great restaurants like Denny's, Arby's, and Joe's Crab Shack are participating. Okay. Uh, but there are more than 8,000 restaurants, and you can find one near you by visiting nokidhungry.org. Nokidhungry.org. And it's for the entire month of September. All right. Wonderful information. Thank you, too, for dedicating uh, your time and effort to a very important issue, our kids. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks. Wow, what important information, and certainly if you're interested, do check that out. Let's work as one community to stop out childhood hunger, among other things that also need to cease. Well, everyone, we are going to go right along with the show. We've got some great music for you. But before we proceed with that, I want to very proudly introduce a new segment here on the show. It's a brief one, and it's titled Community Spotlight, where Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, will allow a nonprofit organization out there in the world to have two minutes to share their mission and their purpose. And this is a project that's near and dear to my heart because there are a variety of nonprofit organizations that do some amazing worthwhile work. Uh, some uh, get the spotlight uh, that they should, and sometimes they don't necessarily. But we want to do our part here on LTA, on Let's Talk America, and we are set to kick it off uh, tonight. Uh, first up is Lupus Detroit, okay? I'll let them speak for themselves, but this is our first edition of Community Spotlight. Hi, I'm Sharon Harrison with Lupus Detroit. Lupus Detroit is a 501 charity that is community-based, a voluntary health organization dedicated to eliminating lupus as a major health problem through education, advocacy, and service. We are the only lupus nonprofit in Michigan that assists lupus warriors financially. First, a little bit about lupus. It's an incurable and non-contagious disease that can affect any organ in the body. It is more prevalent in African Americans, Hispanics, and Asians. African American women are three times more likely to get lupus than Caucasian women. Unfortunately, there are about 2 million people in the United States who suffer from lupus, and many people are unaware, but more people have lupus than cerebral palsy, multiple sclerosis, sickle cell anemia, and cystic fibrosis combined. 
We recently completed our third annual lupus walk here in Detroit. It was amazing. We had over 800 people. Now, keep in mind, I said that was our third year, and we brought out 800 people to advocate for lupus awareness. We raised over $20,000. It was awesome. Just a great day for lupus warriors and those that love them. October 18th, we'll be participating in the Free Press Marathon in downtown Detroit. Little do people know it's also an international race that some of the trek is through Canada. We can be reached on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lucas Detroit. We're also on Twitter, so please follow us. We do follow back at Lucas Detroit. We're on Instagram at Lucas Detroit and also Periscope at Lucas Detroit. So please just join in and see what we're about. We're also, of course, on the Internet, the World Wide Web at LucasDetroit.org. Community Spotlight, we are proud to present it. If you're a part of a nonprofit organization or you're a fan of one, I don't care where you are, maybe you're sitting in Puerto Rico right now or you're out of New York or Atlanta, Georgia, do send information over so we can reach out to that nonprofit organization to get them on and get them spotlighted. You can send an email to Let's Talk Shana at gmail.com, okay? Or as always, you can check out our easy to navigate website, which is www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com. Thanks for sticking with us. Join us next week, same time, same place, Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. More featured topics, more celebrity guests coming your way, and, of course, more music. And tonight we have a debut of an awesome new track from the one and only, the vocalist, gospel and jazz vocalist. She has a unique talent. She has a blend of gospel music and jazz music. She goes by Michelle Johnson, okay? She spells it M-E-C-H-E-L-L-E. What a unique and awesome way to spell Michelle. And, of course, the last name is Johnson. And this track is titled, Thanks for Loving Me Too. Enjoy it, everyone. Send us messages if you have any questions, concerns, or more feedback for us, okay? But the music of Michelle Johnson, Thanks for Loving Me Too, will close us out. Keep the conversation going. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. It's in your ear. Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton. It's an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2015.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 